1: Home improvement has never been this much fun.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here, along with my capable co-host, Joe Truini. And you know what? You're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, most current home improvement information you'll find anywhere. And yes, it's a new year. Happy New Year to everybody. And boy, Joe and I are rested up, ready to go, and ready to have some fun, and ready to share with you the kind of home improvement information you've grown to expect from us here at Today's Homeowner Radio. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about replacing missing hinge pins. I'm not sure I've ever gotten that call, but we've got some answers on that particular concern. Also, patching a popcorn ceiling. Boy, that can be frustrating, but we'll give you a couple little tips that might make it a little bit easier. Also, feasibility of refinishing an existing bathtub. That's one we've got and a lot over the years, some have been successful. Others have really gone through a frustrating situation. We're going to talk through that process a little bit here in just a little bit here on today's Homeowner Radio. Also, a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, and Joe, I know you've got a nice, simple solution waiting on us in just a few minutes.
2: I do indeed, and it's a quick way to use the wrong size wrench to either loosen or tighten a nut. You know, sometimes when you get a wrench. You're not sure if the if the fastener is metric or standard size, and you have a wrench, and it seems like it fits, but doesn't quite. Well, I've got a simple solution how to solve that problem, no matter what size wrench you have on hand.
0: Fantastic! That sounds great. Always look forward to the simple solution, and always look forward to getting. Um, communication from you. Pick up the phone right now and call the Today's Homeowner hotline 800-946-4420 or you can send us an email anytime by going to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Also a lot of activity been taking place on all of our social media platforms uh, especially the Today's Homeowner Facebook page. Very busy, a lot of information there being posted several times a day and it's a perfect opportunity too for you to reach out to us with any question that you may have. And, of course, don't forget Pinterest and Instagram and a lot of other platforms that we're introducing. Of course, TikTok. Who wouldn't think we would ever be in TikTok? We're, we're right in the middle of it. And many others. Okay. You know, um, Joe, I think about, you know, of course people always talk about New Year's resolutions this time of the year. Some some people believe in them and some people don't, but I'm always planning for things. And right now, if you're sitting there and you've had a little time around the house and a little bit of extra um, thinking time, uh, you probably are thinking about some of the things you want to do around your house. Well, good for you. It's the time of the year to start really doing some planning, doing your research, writing everything down that you want to do, that full wish list. And you might see that a few of those little projects might kind of align together it might be something that While you have your electrician over, he can take care of several things. While you're doing some other part of it, some touch-up painting, you can take care of other things. That's a great, efficient way of taking care of things. But more than anything, remember to order those materials in advance. And, and Joe, you know, we get so many calls about people frustrating about how to find the right contractor to do the work they need to do. And, boy, that seems like that's getting harder and harder to find the right person to come out and take care of the work around your house?
2: It is getting more difficult, and it seems like it's one of the few types of information that it's best to go back to the old way of doing it, right? Uh-huh. I mean, with, with the websites and, and all these search engines, you know, it's a, there are a lot of different ways to find contractors in your area, which is perfectly fine, but the original way of doing it, I think, is still the best, Danny. Ask around. Ask neighbors, friends. Go to the town hall, the to building inspector. Ask him who's working. You know, you always know, uh-huh. go to the local... Home Builders Association—that's a great source. Danny mentions that all the time. If you have a neighbor who, let's say, you're looking to get your roof put on, and they had a roof done recently, they could tell you, "I used this particular contractor; he was great, showed up on time, the price was fair," you know, and that at least shortcut the process. I'm not saying just automatically hire this person, but at least contact them first, and maybe kind of, we usually suggest two or three bids on a job, especially a big job like that. Um, but I still think. Danny, that's the way to go. At least start that way. Ask a friend or a neighbor who's had a job a similar job done and see what their experience was like.
0: And and you know what happens on that kind of process is after you you check several different sources, all of a sudden two or three names start being repeated. That's right. You know, yeah. you start, okay, well, okay, now I'm getting somewhere. Another um, source for that is, you know, if you're looking for a really good painter, go to the paint store, go and talk to That's someone right. that deals with these painters face-to-face. The same way with contractors, you know, if you're looking to do a remodeling project, pop in the store that a lot of those guys use, the lumber yard, and say, hey, if you are having a project done at your house right now and we're doing a remodeling da 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 give me a couple names of people that you call they'll have them right there they'll know the people they've gotten good feedback from from right. um, consumers and that's a that's a great way to grow. well joe what about some of the projects that you have coming up around your house because you and i always have that always. list on the refrigerator
2: yeah well you know that i had put in a new bay window so i've got that finished up and i'm very happy with the way it came out um, our dining room faces the front of the house and there were two windows with uh, about 16 inches of wall in between. So when I sat at the head of the table, I was staring at the wall in between the windows and not, not really looking at the windows. I always wanted to put in a nice big window. Oh, that's window.
0: perfect. That's yeah.
2: So I, I put that in and I had a friend of mine who's a roofer here in town and he Put a copper roof on it.
0: Oh man, that's... it only
2: it only costs like a hundred times more than an asphalt single. <laughs>
0: <fingertip>, but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go to bring up the pain point on that, but but, but I mean, uh, just nobody nobody does that anymore. And of course, you may you just pointed out one of the main reasons that's is right. the you know is the expense of it. But boy, how cool is that? And traditional and yep. high quality. And then you're yep. watching it as it ages over the years. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna I'm all tina. in for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it looks great. Um, if I had done asphalt shingles, I could have done it myself, but I don't have the tools or the experience to put on a copper roof. So I made sure he took care of that, but it looks great. And the next thing I'm doing, you know, because I'm here in Connecticut. So this is the time of year where, you know, most of our projects are indoors, of course. Mm-hmm. Danny's in South Alabama. So you can probably still work outdoors. But mm-hmm. um, I have, uh, I built a new office in the upstairs. It used to be just storage space. And I have my, radio studio there i'm coming from that space right now and and, and it's got an open door it had a door on i removed the door so it was just a a cased opening going from the upstairs into this space but i want to close it off but not with a door Uh but with a hidden access so Uh. i'm I'm going to build what's essentially going to look like um like a a cabinet set into the wall with some open shelves and doors below yeah i love that yeah but it's going to swing in it's going to be at the end of a hallway. Mm-hmm. but it's going to swing into this space, and then I can close it. So when you come upstairs, you won't be able to see it at all. I'm not sure why I want to do that. It's just something I've always wanted to build. I could just easily leave it open or put a standard door on it, but I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to enclose
0: it. You know, to have to have some fun there, you know you like to put a little whimsical things into projects and all. Sure. I would, I would go with a hinge switch that when you open that thing, Right. Theme music plays, some kind of, <laughs> so something like from the Munsters or something like that. You know, that's just like, do, 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 you know, just something that would be that'd be cool going into be, your little Batcave yeah. thing there. That, I, yeah, I, I like that, that maybe
2: that's what I should play the Batman theme. Yeah, I don't know what I mean, that was yeah. exactly, yeah. but uh, I could do that. But that's what I'm going to be working. How about you? Are you you're going to be inside or outside? Where are you going to Well, be uh, I mean, I'm
0: I'm thinking of things throughout the year that I'm going to do that I want to accomplish, and one of the things I just recently met with an arborist, and I'm telling oh, you yeah. that was an intriguing. Hour, uh, ask me something about a tree, okay? And I'll I'll use words <laughs> that have um, nineteen uh, letters in them. You know, I'll, right. I'll I'll butcher them up pretty good. But now this <laughs> this guy was this guy was real down to earth and really explained because I was having some trouble. You know, one of my trees died and uh, trying to figure out what's going on. One adjacent to it is hurting, and he told me all about how he's going to drill these holes, like twenty five holes around the base of it, and pour this right. chemical in. But we have to wait till you know the week after the. First bloom and all this, and I'm just go wow. Going, wow. So are these so,
2: are these newly planted trees? Or are these no? Old uh, these, these are trees?
0: these are trees, and you no. know it's just when you're you know do all of the grading that i did and you know so i probably killed the one tree that was kind of a fragile magnolia tree uh, by just cutting the roots too tight Um, i mean you know it happens Um, and then you have others that you see like he was talking about he says you'll see a tree right Right. in the middle of an asphalt parking lot that's been there for a hundred years and the thing is just growing just like just growing better than anything and there's every reason for it to die and then you take one like i have here beautiful river around it beautiful you know shrubs and everything just a nice fertile area and it's starting to die he says you know that's that's what i'm up against but right now our sleeves are rolled up and we're here to help you with any challenge that you might be having and we've got a lot of great information coming up so don't go anywhere you're listening to today's homeowner radio
3: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, a nationally syndicated radio show on over 350 stations. And we're so thankful and proud of each and every one of our stations. But every now and then, a special station pops up. And this is certainly a special one because this station is where I first spoke on the radio and thought, Maybe I have a career in this media business now. I will have to say, let's see, that was 51 years ago. Ouch.
2: 51 years Man. ago you were on the radio?
0: I, I, I got to go take a nap. I'll be I'll be back <laughs> in a minute. Yeah. Uh WWTYSAM 1340 in my hometown of Mariana, Florida. Hello to everybody around the old hometown. Happy New Year, and I remember that 10-minute program I had that right. was part of the little school that I went to that was called the uh, Mariana Middle School. Okay. And the high school mascot is the Bulldogs. So right. we were the bull pups. Uh, so, so, <laughs> okay. so, and the, and the big fancy radio show I did for 10 minutes on every Saturday morning was called the bull pups, bull pup barks. And, uh, I'm telling you, I've never, I've never been, I'm sweating right now. Just remembering <laughs> going in there and having my papers. I, I'd have 15 papers for a 10 minute show, you know? So.
2: <laughs> well, we got to find that audio.
0: Oh, man. I, man you know. I'd like to find that idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, Well, we certainly want to hear from you there in my hometown or anywhere that you might be listening right now. We make it easy. Pick up the phone and call us, 800-946-4420, or go ahead and send us an email anytime. Todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Let's go to the left coast here to California, and Bert's on the line right now. Bert, welcome to the show, and uh, tell us what's going on with this frustrating situation you're dealing with around your home
1: thanks Danny and Joe it's a pleasure to to meet you I'm a long time listener and I really enjoyed this show've a couple of, I've, I've got a couple of doors that um, this house that I'm living in I was I was uh, actually raised here as a kid unfortunately somehow it's kind of a long tortured story but the, the doors don't have any um, two of these doors don't have any of these hinge pins uh, mm-hmm. the plain butt hinges that, that exist on there. Now, I've been trying to find replacements for them. I've gone online. I've got hit all the big box stores uh, to no avail. There's nothing that really fits. So these these doors are just kind of sitting there uh, uselessly. I can't uh, connect them to the hinges because no linchpins. Do you guys have any recommendations what I can do?
0: Well, the, uh, the first thing I think about, um, I don't know if you've tried um, Habitat Restore. Yeah, I'm sure there's one around there, but the Habitat for Humanity started this Salvaged um, um, building materials, salvage stores uh, many, many years ago, and they have grown like crazy. Matter of fact, I saw one the other day that, oh man, it was as big as a Home Depot. It was incredible what was in there. And you think about old, worn out, used stuff, not at all. There's people that donate brand new materials. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff in there. But what I did notice in one years ago is a five gallon bucket full of hinges. And it was just where they had taken hinges off. They just all, you know, threw them together there. I don't know if that's a tradition or something you'll find in every one of them, but either way, I know you'll find some older doors, and I know they'll be more than happy to take that hinges off, those hinges off a particular door and sell you those or just the hinge pins. So I would, I would check there, and also any other architectural, you know, um, places that you have. uh, They call them fancy names now. Our days it's just building salvage yards where people have old doors and cabinets and things. And if you can kind of seek out any of those that you can drive to and grab a set of those hinges that you need and take with you, I think I think you're going to find, if not the exact one, one that'll be so close, no one will know any difference. Okay.
1: Well, that's uh, That
0: sounds good. That sounds good. That's what I'll try. Yeah. It's amazing how much stuff they have in there in yeah. those stores.
2: Yeah. Bert, I was going to suggest the same thing. If you can find an architectural salvage yard, I think you're going to have a lot of trouble finding just the pins. So obviously you have to buy the hinges and tap out the pins, take one of the original. Now, I don't know if you can take, um, if you have other doors that have the same pins in them that maybe you can take the pin with you, otherwise just take the hinges from the doors. And for first of all, what happened to the pins? I mean, how did the pins go
1: missing? Well, we had taken two of these doors off uh, for a remodeling project that we later changed our mind. I'd given those doors to a neighbor across the street. Okay. Uh, she was going to use them, didn't do it, and later left the, the neighborhood and left uh, those doors behind. So I, I got but I got them back. Somehow the pins were missing. Oh. So that's – and I, I couldn't contact her, and um, that's that's the whole thing.
2: So she just wanted you for your hinge pins. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it's funny you should mention that because I was going to suggest – If there are many homes in your in your neighborhood built around the same time, check with the neighbors, see if they have the same hinges and the same hinge pins. Maybe you can make a deal with them. You know, you'll buy them new hinges and you will just take their old hinges and then you can use those pins. Um, I I suspect Danny was going to suggest you just go to their house someday for a party. And when they're not looking, just tap out a couple of hinge pins and (laughs) slip in a piece of wire. I mean, all, all, you'd have,
0: all you'd have to do is just, a, I mean, a screwdriver and a small hammer in your back pocket. Oh, I, I, mean, yeah. well, I, I almost always carry that to parties I go to.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, Bert, thanks so much for being with us. I do hope you have a great year and any of your projects that you take on this year, including finding the hinge pins. I hope everything is successful. And if you need anything else, let us know. We're happy to help.
1: I appreciate that. Thanks very much, guys. God bless you now.
0: Okay. All right. Take care. Same to you. Have a great year. That's good. Thank you, Bert. And uh, yeah, um, oddball things happen all the time, but again, I'll I'll say it again on that Habitat for Humanity. I mean, even if you're not looking for anything, hey, just stroll through that place. It blew me away last time I was there. Brand new trim. They had furniture in there. They had some of the biggest windows I've ever seen in my life, so great place to do that. Let's recycle a little bit and, and the money they make will allow them to build other houses for other people that can't afford them. So great way to go. Let's go to the emails right now. would love to get an email from you. All you have to do is go to today's slash ask. This came in from Karsten in Mississippi. The previous owners, oh listen to this one, Joe. The previous owners of our house had painted one of the bedrooms a bright turquoise color. In Whoa. an attempt to repaint the color and off-white, I've applied three coats of primer. But the old turquoise color keeps coming through. Is there anything I can do to cover up that, or must I simply paint the room in a dark color instead of an off white as planned? Well, first of all, um, maybe a little bit of prep needed to be done prior to putting that primer on. Just a light, light sanding of any area that you're painting, sanding and wiping the dust down, will really make that drywall a little, little thirsty to really soak that paint in. And then I would really question the quality of the primer on this. Um, I mean, right. you put, th- you put three coats of primer on anything and you should be ready to paint it any color you want. If it's still bleeding through, I have to think that maybe that primer is not a good quality as he's needed. It may be bonding primer needs to be used instead.
2: Yeah. Either that or a restoration primer, which is designed to cover up uh, like water staining and any, any kind of staining that a normal primer would not ever be able to cover up. Um, and the other thing, the trick that professionals used to do is it's a term called tinting the primer toward the finished color,
3: Mm -hmm,
1: meaning
2: mm -hmm. like if you're painting it off white, you take your primer and you put some of the off white paint in there. Now that's usually when you're putting a, a a light color, you know, a, a lighter color, not white over a darker color. But in any case, what you're doing is you're tinting the primer a little bit. So when you put that on, you're already a little closer to the finished color. And then you put on the top, the top coat of, in this case, off-white. So I think I would do that. I'd get restoration primer, add some of the off-white color to it, Um because you don't want to have to be forced to cover it only with a dark color. What if you don't want a dark color?
0: As that's in this right, case. yeah. So that's yeah. what I
2: would do. Restoration primer, and then, um, and that you should only really need one coat. It's amazing. It's really thick and it's pretty expensive, but it would definitely cover that turquoise color.
0: Yeah, that's very frustrating when you go in and, you know, we all have, you know, good ambitions and and optimistic views of things, and you go in and you put one coat on, you go. Mm. I've got to put another coat. You're then right. you put another, and then another. By the time you get to the third coat, I'd be calling us as well. Man, what the heck can I do now? So.
2: Yeah, not to mention a room is probably getting smaller and smaller. You keep adding paint <laughs>
0: to the house. <laughs> all, the paint, all of that paint millage <laughs> there. Hey, do you have a popcorn ceiling in your house? And maybe it got a little stained at some point. If you've ever tried to get into that, boy, it seems like that project gets larger and larger. Joe and I have tackled this many times. And we're going to share with the homeowner and you something that you can do that might make it a little easier to get rid of that stain. All of that and a whole lot more coming up.
3: Welcome back to today's homeowner radio. Here are Danny and Joe.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show where it's time for our best new product segment brought to you by the Home Depot. How doers get more done. If your holidays went like mine, you may have discovered the need for some extra cold storage capacity. Even if you have enough space in your fridge or freezer on a daily basis, all it takes is a little party or a family gathering to realize you need one or the other. Now, that's what makes the Vasani 7-cubic-foot convertible upright freezer refrigerator. Such a great idea. It can function as either a refrigerator or a freezer so you can use it inside and it can be reconfigured to meet whatever your needs are. And the interior is really easy to clean and the door is just like the big refrigerators is reversible. So you know this is an ideal size that you can tuck it into your pantry, laundry room, garage and make it very very easy to make up for that extra storage space that you need. So for more information on this Vasani seven cubic foot convertible upright freezer refrigerator log on to home Depot.com we've got a lot of callers coming in a lot of emails to take care of so we're going to jump right back Brittany's on the line right now Brittany Welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, and tell us what's going on there at your house.
4: Well, thank you. Um, Well, I had some water leakage from the ceiling, and it somehow or another, like, dripped down the wall, but it went in between the drywall and the paint. So, like, whenever I go to try to sand it, it's making more of a mess. So I'm trying to figure out how to get it flush with the wall to be able to start repainting it. And then, um, of course, the ceiling in this hallway is just like a little spot, but it does have a little bit of water damage to it, completely dry. And I don't know if I should paint it or if I should, you know, kind of like do like a blot paint. Like, I don't really know what to do to be able to fix this situation.
0: Well, you called the right place because this is something that I have dealt with and Joe has dealt with many, many, many times, and they're all a little different. First of all, if it's kind of a one-incidence thing where the water's gotten there, then it's dried out, well, usually the drywall is perfectly fine. Now, um, let's start on the ceiling area. Um, I'm looking at a picture that you sent, and I appreciate that because it really depicts it very well, what you're dealing with there. So the um, actual popcorn texture have you noticed any of that turning loose or is it just the the dark stain that I'm seeing in the picture?
4: Just dark stain, none of it's turning loose.
0: Good, good. Okay. Here's what you need to do on the ceiling. I would go to the Home Depot and I would buy what I call upshot and it's a stain blocker and it's made for ceilings. And I'll tell you it's very interesting they've refined this over the years. They actually have this slightly tinted to match an aged a drywall ceiling. Now, I can't say that that's a hundred percent, you know, accurate. Does work, but boy, they get it pretty darn close. So, what you would do here is just lightly brush it off with a broom, just real lightly, to make sure you're getting the dust off of it. Because I say that um, because I, I, what I'm seeing in the corner of the picture, I think, is your return air grill for your air conditioned heating system.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, so um, that means a lot of air, a lot of dust, and a lot of things come into this area to get to that vent. So just kind of brush it just a little bit to get the dust off. Then then tape it off real good. Tape off your crown molding, and then tape off by your vent and a little bit on your wall there. And then you'll use this upshot, which is just a can, follow the direction, shake it well, and then it kind of shoots almost vertically. It's kind of like a 45-degree angle, so it's a little different and much, much easier to use but put several very, very light coats on it. Put one light coat on it and walk away. Put another one on a few minutes later, and little by little, you'll see that dark stain completely disappear. Take your tape and your um, masking tape off and so forth, and I'll have to say, most likely, what you'll see is going to be ninety-five percent better than what you have. Uh, you know, somebody coming and visiting you, they would never notice. You might notice it because you know it's there. But that should take care of that ceiling and make a big difference on that. Now, on the wall itself, perfect. Um, uh, I suspect that when this was painted, that that wall maybe had some um, something on it that's causing. This to turn loose in addition to the water that got on it, but you just really have to remove all of the paint that you can uh, in that adjacent area. Again, if you see any stain whatsoever, you can use the same same stain blocker to block it off, and you might have to put just a thin thin layer of joint compound like they use to finish drywall, just to kind of fill that in a little bit, allow it to dry, a little bit of sanding. Then you can touch up the paint, and uh, you should that you should have all of that uh, behind you. That's all making the assumption that you have the color of paint available to paint the wall. But it should be just about that simple to make a significant difference in the look of this.
4: Okay, well, cool. Because my only thing was, whenever I was trying to sand it down, it was like the paint was, I guess they put several coats, or it's more like an old base-like deal, because whenever you run your hand across it, like you can feel like where it goes from the, the paint to the drywall, that was the one that actually pulled that, that paint off that might looked kind of the way it, it does. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to pin it down, and I felt like I was going deeper into the drywall, and it wasn't doing anything to the paint, if yeah, that makes it's, any it, sense. Yeah,
0: it's, it's probably just a couple coats of latex. I seriously doubt there's any oil base on it, but the the latex will peel off like that. You might take a um, thin bladed um, putty knife and just kind of work the edges because you want to get anything off that is loose. And hopefully it won't spread too much. And then that light, light coat of joint compound will surface it back out. It'll bring that back out to the face of the adjacent paint. And then a couple coats over it, maybe with a little little roller, a little small um cigar roller or trim roller, and um uh, you'll be good. You, you you I think you'll be very satisfied with your with your work.
4: Awesome. One last real quick question. If you'll look at that picture where um you see the crown molding and you see it kind of separating a little bit, mm-hmm. what do I feel in that crack um for the the, the crown molding kind of separating a little bit?
0: Yeah. Um Well, most of the time there is because it got wet, it swelled a little bit so that it kind of separated just a little bit. Um, Just a strategically placed finish nail here and there is probably all you'll need to do is to drive that nail in, and then you'll take a nail set and just set it just a little bit, putty over it, and uh, that should uh, pull that back together to where it's tight like it was before. Worst case scenario, a little bit of caulk high or low will take care of any other remaining crack.
4: Okay, cool. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much. Okay, you
0: got you got you a good got you a good weekend project there, and, and I'm sure it'll work sure out well. If you need any other help, just let us know. We appreciate you being a part of the show.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate your help.
0: All righty. Take care. Have a great weekend and a and a great year. Uh, that's one of those things that happen all the time, Joe. Hey, we're gonna go with a break right now. You're listening to today's homeowner radio. We'll be right back.
3: Welcome back to today's Homeowner Radio. Here are Danny and Joe.
0: So glad to be with you each and every week here on the Today's Homeowner Radio show. Uh, we want to hear from you. All you have to do is pick up the phone, 800 946 4420 is today's homeowner hotline. Also, you can send us an email. We love to get them. Todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Right now, we're going to head to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Leanne's on the line. Leanne, welcome to the show. And tell us about this bathtub that you're wrestling with.
5: Um, It's my daughter's bathtub. Um, The house, I did some digging. The house is 79 years old. I don't know when it was painted and I think it's latex paint. It's starting to chip majorly. Mm-hmm. My daughter is wondering, can they take the the rest of the paint off and and it would be okay?
0: Well, I tell you we've gotten a lot of calls and I'm looking at the picture that you sent. We appreciate that and um you know um when you're when you're dealing with tubs like that, one of the things when you talk about the older cast iron tubs boy they are awesome i mean they're thick they're just so just so so well made compared to some of the things you get these days even though you still can buy cast iron tubs but when you're starting to refinish them i suspect what they did on this tub is to use a do it yourself type of kit I, Doubt that it's latex or it would not have lasted any time at all. And I have seen people and all these people trying to flip homes that don't know what they're doing and getting um, appliance paint. And just spraying it. Yes, it looks good for the cell, but a month later, it's like what happened to my tub. So I suspect this was probably something like that. Joe, what do you think on this? And boy, um, the one thing we've heard on the do-it-yourself kits is how hard it is to prep the tub. This one may be even harder considering, um, you know, the condition of it. What do you think there?
2: Yeah, Leanne, we often talk about the importance of prepping a surface before you paint it, and that's never more important than when you're trying to paint a tub, which is a very hard surface to paint. And regardless of whether they use latex paint, regular house paint, or they use one of those kits, it doesn't matter. Obviously, by the look of the photograph, the paint is failing. And the fact that it's chipping and peeling off on its own is actually good for you and your daughter, which means it'd be a lot easier to take off. And I mean, you could simply sand it and see what happens. Now, this is uh, from the photograph. It certainly looks like an old cast iron tub. You could sand it off. You could use a paint stripper. And we always recommend a a non-toxic product like uh, Citrus Strip, which has got citrus acid in it. So it, it doesn't have methylene chloride or anything like that. And it's pretty effective and you may need a couple of coats, but again, this paint is failing on its own, so um, you could try the citrus strip, um, and then, okay, so then I get all the paint off, and so you, then you can evaluate what you want to do with this tub. I suspect someone painted it because it wasn't in great shape. Otherwise, why would they have painted it, right? And at that point, I would not recommend one of those DIY kits to to resurface a tub. Just, if, if you're going to have to Hire a plumber to come pull that tub out and redo the whole bathroom, the whole tub and shower area, or hire a professional to refinish it. Because it's really a job that, as we said, the, the prep work is important. The fumes are very toxic. And you, know, you don't want to, in another year, be in the same situation. So if your daughter wants to invest in a new tub, those are probably her best options. Have it refinished or replace it. The only reason I mention that is because some people think, well, you know, I might want to take the tub out and put in a shower anyway, or I'm redoing the whole bathroom and might as well just do the tub now. So, you know, but if she's happy with the rest of it, I would just have it refinished.
5: Okay. All right. She was was too chicken to uh, call in and Danny and and I watched She was too, you know, her boyfriend's the the owner of the house. So he had to have everything, you know, to a T he. But <laughs> that—that's a whole nother show. Um, <laughs> but I watch you every morning, every Saturday morning at five thirty.
0: Oh wow! I know sometimes it's kind of early there, but we certainly appreciate that. We're in our twenty-fifth year right now, and having having a lot of fun with some of the shows we're doing uh, taping right now for next year.
5: And if I can't watch it, I watch a, a video of it.
0: Very. And I've learned so you. much. Thank you, you
5: Leah. Uh, yeah. Danny and Aunt remind me of my dad and I. My Aww. dad and I used to wood, do what wood, <coughs> do woodworking and and my whole the whole basement of our house growing up was knotty pine
0: mm-hmm.
5: tongue and groove
0: mm-hmm.
5: and we had a 12 by 12 cedar closet with
0: the real cedar wood. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, you don't I, see the real cedar I can, anymore. I can smell so that right expensive. now. <laughs> yeah. So, so so um, So did you pick on your father like Chelsea picks on me all the time? Of course. <laughs> 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 what, a, what, a, what a piece of truth there is there. Leanne, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for, for listening to our show, watching our television show, and being with us today. We really appreciate it and, and hope you have a great year. All right, well, there's a lot to think about there when you're trying to refinish a tub. I mean, it uh, can be a tough project worth calling around and seeing what some of the pros can charge you on something along those lines. Hey, stay with us. Coming up, it's Simple Solution Time. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Today's Homeowner Radio.
3: You're listening to Today's Homeowner Radio, the number one place for practical, realistic home improvement tips. Call Today's Homeowner Radio anytime, 800-946-4420. Welcome back to Today's Homeowner Radio. Here are Danny and Joe.
0: Okay, it's Simple Solution Time, and Joe Truini always has a good one for us. Joe, I get so many people that come up to me and talk about how do you guys keep coming up with those things. And as we've talked about many times, it seems like uh, always, almost every week, an- another one pops up somewhere, right. either from yep. from us doing something and discovering it or someone sharing um, a tip with us from time to time. But what do you have for us this week?
2: All right, Danny, what do you do when an open-end wrench is a bit too large for the nut or bolt you're trying to loosen or tighten. And this happens when you're working on a metric fastener and you only have a standard size wrench or vice versa. And often you don't have any idea whether the fastener is metric or not. You uh-huh. you may have heard the trick of using a metal washer or a coin. You slip into the gap in the wrench. And that works ordinarily, right? If the wrench is a little too big, you jam in a coin or something that helps. But here's a better solution. Place the, the the wrench that's too large, place it on the nut or bolt, then take a slotted screwdriver. Now, if you look closely at the end of the slotted screwdriver, of course, it's it's shaped kind of like a wedge. What you do is you jam it in there. You jam it into the gap between the fastener and the wrench, and that wedge-shaped screwdriver tightens that fit and really locks the wrench in place, and then you can loosen it or tighten it. And obviously, you do this just at the very beginning, when you're just trying to crack that nut open or loosen the Mm -hmm. bolt, and then you can remove it and usually spin it off by hand. That's the trick, using the tapered end of a slotted screwdriver for that wrench that's just a bit too
0: large. And, you know, um, you might be thinking, well, when will I ever need a situation like that? I'll bet next week a lot (laughs) of you will be involved in something, and the light bulb goes off and go, oh. Now I can use that simple solution. I was going to say later uh, today.
2: That's how it usually yeah, it works Yeah, might be later today. Me. That's later right, today, exactly. Said, Darn it, but- yeah.
0: A L- lot more simple solutions waiting on you at today's slash simple solutions. While you're there, check out where you can see the Today's Homeowner television show in your area, because this week on our show, we're talking about Front Porch Update. Now, this is a very unique um, project where we were way out on this really cool horse farm, and um, the, the, the farmhouse had seen its better days, needed a little bit of help up front to make it a little more welcoming, and we did that very Thing. The porch was painted white. Never seen a white porch where the actual deck boards were painted white. So we did a little something to that. We also created this wonderful walkway out front uh, with Quickrete Walkmaker Plus forms. You should see this thing. So easy to use. And just in one day, we created this wonderful concrete sidewalk that's actually was stained. And we also did a little bit of a touch up here on um, the rotten wood. If you have some rotten wood on the outside of your house, we have some unique methods in this project that will show you how to address that. And also, I have seen over the last few, um, I guess, years or so, I've been watching so many of the Yellowstone um, shows. Right. Yeah. And not not that I'm a big horse person by any means, but I've seen so many of those, I think I can successfully ride a horse, maybe even do a few <laughs> tricks and a few jumps. And oh, uh, yeah. if I had a rope, I'd, I could rope them um, like a cow or something. And uh, anyway, <laughs> in or the closing, like horse. In the closing of this show... I'm riding right. a horse. I'm riding a Are horse. Are you real? Out into the sunset with my cowboy hat on. You got to see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't have no. I didn't have my tool belt on. I just rode without it. But it was uh, um, it was it was cool though. I I, I can see where people really get passionate about yep. horses and horse ownership and so forth. There is a lot a well, my lot. My wife to used that.
2: to go. Yeah, my wife used to go riding all the time with a friend of hers. She'd come back and say it's great exercise. I said, Yeah, great exercise for the horse. Yeah. You're just sitting there kicking them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. And, and and you get pretty sore on them too when you, yeah, when you, you ride and you haven't haven't ridden a while i know my youngest daughter will not ride horses anymore cuz she was on a little one of the little trips that she took with some friends and they were riding a horse and riding right. along and she kind of went under a little branch and that branch had a big nest of wasps
2: Wow. And
0: it bit the horse. It bit her. I don't know how how she stayed on the horse, but she had quite a ride, which she she says (laughs) is her last ride on a horse. So, uh, (laughs) So glad you were able to spend some of your busy weekend with us. I'm Danny
3: Lifford, along with Joe Truini. Thank you so much for spending some time with us.